If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. Oh, hi there, bench warmers. You, you guys, you had been seeing me so much, you thought, oh my goodness, last week we only had one episode. We only had one piece of content to, to devour. Where was everything else? I need to make sure that you keep your fix. I've seen enough like cartel and, and mafia movies, so I know how that all works. And uh, I needed a break. We're I'm finally on my fall break, so I'm going to say it now. I'm going to start the episode off with it. You will get your makeup, Top of the Mountain. You will get your makeup, Sunday Scaries. Tomorrow, I'll be live in the morning and once in the afternoon to make sure that I get those two shows out there. There's a lot that happened. Um, just talking about break and, and everything like that for schooling for Sunday Scaries. And then, uh, obviously, I'll have some Division Two knowledge to talk. You see that scrolling down at the bottom of the screen there, Nico? Do you, you want to read what 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 maybe that what that says there? See you, bloggers. Top twenty five team. Yeah, see you, blunders. Olympic wonder is the hardest of hopes of the game. Yeah, that's the it is the definition of hardest. Uh, hopes what the about what's scrolling about. underneath? What uh, scrolling underneath the bottom there? Oh yeah, uh, the uh, Western Mountaineers are, are absolute ballers. Number it, it, twelve in Division Two, baby. That's the only that's the only football going on in this state, right? That's that's all that matters. That's the only thing that. Well, that yeah, and Colorado to... Mines is number number one in the country. I don't know if you saw that, but Colorado Mines moved up to one. Western's out to two, or excuse me, twelve. So I'll talk about that on top of the mountain. This is the far end of the bench, episode one fifty six. You see, Nico read the title. We have a lot to get into. We're going to talk about some uh, new Olympic sports. We're going to touch on a little bit of the NHL. I have one of the games on in the background while we're recording, and then divisional preview for the NBA, which is going to be interesting because we all know how much I pay attention to this. Uh, one week it, out, it, Jimmy, from the defending world champions. One week out, as we recorded this, one week out from the world champions being back on the main stage. Uh, yeah, I, I, I look. I, I, we had some football has been a very, very bad time. Okay, football not, uh, not, yeah. not so good, not so good right now. But you know what's good is my, I, I, my sport. The, the sport I work in is Olympic sport, and and my Denver Nuggets are back, and. I get to watch my Colorado Avalanche. I think it's a pretty good damn good deal. You take that deal, I'll take that deal. Football I'll, sucks, I'll be, else is back. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that deal because I you texted me and I had the same exact feeling watching that first Avalanche game. And we'll talk more about it when, when we get to the NHL part of the show, which is later on. Uh, it is very nice to just go out there. Like the Bengals this season haven't given me any of that. I know the Broncos haven't given you any of that where you get to just watch your team go out and just dominate and just look really good. And you don't really ever have to worry about anything. The top guys look like studs. Everybody's fitting in right where they need to be. It's nice. It's cozy. That's that's what I enjoy feeling. It's that's what I look to like teaching. It's a stressful job. I look forward to my constants throughout the week. What are my constants? Uh, Colorado Avalanche are going to be good. You've already mentioned it. I already threw up the ticker. The Denver Nuggets are the defending NBA champions. They're world champions until somebody proves it otherwise. And usually it would be, you know, my my youth team. So I've been coaching for, for the Box State Bruins for the last two years, three years. And we're 40 and two now because on Thursday night we had a game against Broomfield. So, Nico, you'll know how much this meant, meant to me. Yeah, Broomfield that, that, was the only other undefeated team for multiple years. We were the only two teams in Colorado that had never gotten any kind of competition. We basically did what you and I used to do with our teams because we used to scrimmage Broomfield and Arvada and all those teams all the time. Well, this is a league-sanctioned game. 
I told these kids, like I, I started playing for Broomfield. My dad and I, we were like Broomfield. That was us. We were the Broomfield Blitz. How I met you. Yes, that was how we met. We played in the Faulkner tournament down in Castle Rock, ironically enough, where I teach. And man, they came out and and on Thursday just laid an absolute egg. It it was cold. I had kids trying to be the tough guy, like, oh, I don't need sleeves. It's not cold. By the third quarter, when we're not leading by 30, 30 points, they actually have to do something, have a team in front of them that's trying to do something against them. They just totally backed down. Um, it started the weekend football. I, I was not going to watch any football. It was my birthday weekend. That was a shitty start to my birthday weekend. I go, okay, Friday night after school, it's break. What am I going to do? I'm going to turn on the CU game because they're playing Stanford. This should be one of their slam dunks, right? They need to win six games to become bowl eligible. This gets them to five. Like, this is awesome. They're up 29 nothing at halftime? What? They look like the best team in the – Shadur Sanders is the Heisman frontrunner for a solid 30 minutes of college football. Damn. We turned it off. We turned it off. We I both, went to we bed. Both it off. We, both, we, both, we both turned it and, off. And and it's, it's so bad. It's so bad. And, and look, we'll, we'll jump right to it. If this was Cal or UCLA, like a team – not Cal, Oregon State, UCLA – a team that you wouldn't necessarily expect yeah, yeah. power, but has been good the last couple of years. Sure. But Stan- Stanford, there was a reason you were up 29 nothing on them. Stanford was, is the worst team in the Pac-12. It's not even a doubt about that. And you were supposed to be this, that, and the other thing. And look, the good, the good or bad thing about this is that it, it woke a lot of people up. About it woke a lot of those players up that thought they were all that in a box of cookies. You're still you – yeah, just- You can't buy that, Dion Hyde. What, what have you done? He has a gold jacket. What have you done sitting in the locker room in, in Fulton Field right now? Exactly. And, look, I'm not going to say that the world's on fire, but it definitely does not look good because you look at the rest of our schedule. It's going to be very difficult to get the two wins if you can't win games like that. It is going to be all of a sudden when we thought, oh, you know what, the back end of this, this, uh, back end of this uh, schedule looks a lot easier – it all of a sudden looks a lot more difficult. Oregon State, very, very good. UCLA this weekend, ranked team. Arizona, very, 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 very good football team that is playing very, very well against good football teams. They they have an absolute dog of a schedule that they have to get the two wins. This should have been the game where, like, you know what, we can scratch this off, get to bowl eligibility in one game, just figure out a win somehow, and then we're good. Now this team is this team has lost its hype, obviously, and, and right now Shador. You got some. You got some Shador, shit to address. Shador, Shador right now did, did not look good in that second half. He could not get the ball off, and that art probably is on his offensive line, defensive line, because there's no momentum at all, um, no push at all, um, no running game that they could not get going at all, and, and a very ill-advised overtime throw that was easily picked off that went right into the Stanford hands. But I, I will, I will get on the show like I like I gave CSU the props when we played CU. That receiver Ayarama or whatever from Stanford, that is one of the best second half performances I've ever seen in college football. That he, Both I mean. Catches. 100 200 yards, 12, he, 200 yards. He, I kid you not, they went to him every single possession they had in the th- fourth quarter and beyond, right? Like, like th- that man had one, one of the most insane catches over the 
quote unquote best player in college football. I said that. I'll bet. I'll, I'll I'll be the one that said that. But I did it. Over Travis Hunter on his head. They they didn't keep him on the pitch count like they said. So we we should probably talk about that. With, and especially with Travis coming, especially coming off of a two week injury, you don't a put the guy out there liver? for hundred. Yeah, you don't put you don't put the guy out there for hundred some on snaps after not playing in two straight games. And you no, can't expect him not to look like that because he hasn't played. He, he's out of game shape. Not only are you out of game shape, but your body had to do like the extensive repair on an organ to try and make sure that you're, you're it's, going to be able it's, to live. It's, 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 it's taking a toll. So maybe you get 60 snaps total. So you got 30 offense, 30 defense. You got to make those snaps count. And at Stanford, you should be able to do that. Why are we having him out there for so long? Why are we putting him in this position? Why and, why uh, is Shadur Sanders tweeting something out, whether it's him or somebody uh, connected to him at exactly, halftime? And, yeah. like, why are these kids all of a sudden buying into the fact that they are the next greatest thing to college football? You have been so far, but guess what that's been predicated on? The work you did in the offseason. And you've had and, to overcome uh, yeah, so course. many flaws. We're, we've yeah. talked about it. CU is by no means a finished product. And all of these offensive linemen, congratulations for being a CU Buffalo for one season because bye-bye. You're going to have 10 new transfers in there by the time we hit fall break. Not fall break. By winter break, they're going to have 10 new offensive and defensive linemen transfers in there to play a bowl game if they get there. I was able to pull up their schedule, so let's let's take a look at this. So say we, in the alternate universe, we keep that lead, beat Stanford, so then you have five wins. Your next games to finish out the schedule, you have a bye this weekend. Then you go at UCLA, who's now ranked 25th very in the difficult. country. Very, very tough difficult. game against Chip Kelly. You've at already the Rose kind of, at the Rose Bowl, so you you're gonna you've already kind of chalked that up to gonna be be a struggle, anyways. You're going to host number 12 Oregon State, who after they bounce He's back from their very, loss very against very Washington difficult. State, the Pac-12 has no bad DJ, game. DJ Uyagalale, no whatever. Remember Uyagalale, whatever the fucking DJ Uyagalale. That's one good thing I have from the announcing days. I. I was talking with Sidetrack. Uh, we were talking about like names that we have, and one of the other teachers asked me how to spell something, and I could spell all the names. Like, how do you do that? Well, I was broadcasting, and we would play against Regis University. They had five international players. So I had to learn how to pronounce and spell names fairly quickly to be able to identify by them. So I've actually kept that skill. Yeah, um, and, and like I said, he was a top prospect coming into Clemson. And look, he, he now has a good, very, very good Oregon State team. And like I said, the rest of the schedule, you play Arizona. Arizona's a very, very good team. Like I said, they're not, they don't they don't back down from anybody. You still well, what do they do well, Nico? They run the football, just like how Oregon State the, runs the football really well. The and what did CU not do well. ever? Stop the run at all. And then Never. look you, and then you finish the season playing Utah again, which is which is your quote unquote rivalry. And then Utah is a very very tough program every year. That's but and you've been their the little story. Boy. Imagine the story at the end of the season if they do struggle and they don't get that win. Well, they are they're at four right now, right? So they have to get at least two more. Two more. I I, I think so your look. best shot. I think your best shot would be UCLA, and I think your second best oh, shot is Arizona. Geez. I, I think it's, it's Oregon think, State and Arizona because you I, have, I, I assume one of those has to be at home. If if you have five wins going into that Utah game, oh boy, oh boy, you are you are in trouble. I am watching that game. That game will have twenty million viewers if it oh is boy. if it if bull edge that, eligibility is on the line because oh you're gonna boy. have everybody rooting for Dion. You're gonna have everybody rooting against Dion, and you're just gonna have college football fans in general because I think we should mention this too. Uh, 
college football, all ratings across the board. CU's ratings have been enormous, but ratings across the board have been great, like up four, five, sometimes 8%. And you have to think, like, why is this happening? Well, the NIL deal has kept the best players around for the longest. Like, think about Saturday night. What was the best game that we saw all weekend, Nico? Oregon-Washington. Yeah, easily. Oregon-Washington. Those two quarterbacks combined have played 105 NCAA Division One college football games, Michael Penix and Bo Nix, and they put they put on a a damn show, and that's what we're getting in college football right now because you have this NIL money that's being able to allow the athletes to make the decision to they're staying and they're building their brand and the college football like the level that's what we're not seeing at the NFL because the NFL has bargained them their practice out so much that they struggle at the beginning of the season. College football, this is the highest level that it's I've ever seen it be played at. Well, and there's been I, some I really agree. good teams, but this is – it's a shame because think about just another school that's in, in Colorado, Air, Air Force. They finally cracked the top 25 rankings. They would be in the expanded playoff this year if we were in 12 teams. Oh, Air, Air, Air Force is a very, very, very good football team this year. And let's, look, let's not forget, the other the other team in the state, Colorado State, won on a Hail Mary to beat Boise State for the first time first in its time. school's history. First what time. A Hail Mary. CSU, like you said, CSU is a really, really good team. CU is – look, CU's played much better competition than both Arizona – or sorry, not Arizona. Played better competition than both Air Force and um, CSU. Don't get me wrong. But the other two teams in the state are, are, are have realized, you know what, Dion's putting up, putting the state on the map. And they and look, Air Force has been that team. They have been the best college football team in the state for the past, I want to say, five, six, seven years. It's been that it's been them and then everybody else. And they and like, like I said, this is just adding fuel to the fire for CSU, for Air Force, for Northern Colorado, for these other schools in the Western, for instance, like the, the people like you know what, Colorado has great, great football. And like I said, CU has has a has a build to live up to. Like I said, you have a Hall of Fame coach that is one of the greatest players to ever lace them up. And you you have you have to figure out a way to um, not have these laps in ju- judgment at all. Because every time you have a lapse in judgment, you're going to be the brunt end of every single joke, which they rightfully are currently. Uh, I feel like we should end every time we talk about college football playing the rankings game. So let's talk about the rankings. Uh, no no change at the top. Michigan, Georgia, Michigan. Ohio State, Florida State, Washington bumps up to number five, so they moved up two spots. Oklahoma now at the six, Penn State the seven, Texas the eight, Oregon the nine, North Carolina the ten, Alabama the eleven, and Oregon State the twelve. So just with those teams in it currently, you would have Georgia, Georgia and Michigan, or just Georgia get a buy. Does one or two get a buy in the twelve? Uh, I don't know. I, I, have, I have no idea how they do. I thought let's go. Gonna... Let's go. One team gets a buy. So was, Georgia gets a buy as the number one team in in the country. I thought it was the Michigan. first four, but it, that could be first wrong. four. Okay, so yeah, first four that means like five versus twelve, and it's like an eighteen bracket. That means that you get Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State as the buys. Then you, your first matchup would be Washington hosting Oregon State, which would be for the second time that season, possibly third, I think, because they took out their divisions in the Pac-12 for the last season, um, which. Could be good, could be bad. Something always weird. There's something weird to happen, especially when you have a rivalry in that situation. Oklahoma would host Alabama. So Lincoln, not Lincoln Riley. Uh, Brett Vanderbilt would host Nick Saban. Um, Alabama. Would have Alabama. Alabama is not looking at all. They barely squeaked by Arkansas this past week. And, and, and a college team going on the road with 25 year old kids is a sketchy situation. 
they're going to be very, very lucky to get into a New Year's Six Bowl game is all I'm going to say. They have to win the SEC Championship. And I think if they win the SEC Championship, they're not going to get in the Final Four. I'm convinced of that. Like, it's going to be it's going to be a long – they're going to need a lot to happen is all I'm going to say. Nico, there's only two SEC schools in this scenario. Uh, there's there's three Pac-12 schools. Three Pac-12 schools, but I'm saying two SEC schools in this scenario if we were to end the season this year with the 12-team playoff. Um, Penn State would host North Carolina. That would be an interesting matchup. Mac Brown, uh, Penn State deep into the season. Uh, never know what the weather's going to be like. And then Texas would host Oregon. Um, so Quinn Ewers versus Bo Nix. All of those matchups sell money. Oh, absolutely. Sell, they sell so much money right now. Um, so it, it's a great time to be a college football fan. And if you haven't been a college football fan for – up until this point, this is a great time to jump on board because you are getting in when it's actually really good. You don't have to be a fan of five schools to have a shot at a national championship. You can be a fan of basically anywhere, and everybody's going to have a shot, especially this year notwithstanding. This is the last year where you kind of got to go, oh, man, only four teams. Who are gonna? Who are the four teams going to be? It's probably going to be two SEC teams. But then next year, next year it opens wide up. And, this is what, this is going to be beautiful. This- this is why I think college basketball and the March Madness is the best best postseason tournament of all time. Is that you literally have a there's literally a thought that anybody could beat anybody. And right now, like I said, if you are a school like Grand Canyon University, like myself, where I went to, like you have a real thought that you could you could make a deep run, you could get to a Sweet Sixteen, play a play a Gonzaga, play a play a big time university like 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 UConn's or the Kansas of the world. Little little old North Carolina is 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 trying to get to a uh, New or six bowl that probably no one's going to watch <laughs> let's be honest with ourselves and look next year however they're going to they're be in the running for shocking the world with a quarterback in drake may which if, if he came back next year would be one of the best quarterbacks in college football and he'd be an absolute stud right there that just doesn't happen and and now with this wide open uh, um with this salty play, playoff like i said it's so so good for the sport and you're seeing you're seeing what it's going to look like this year and seeing what the possibilities are and it just can't get you can't get you enough uh, more excited about what, what the possibilities will be next year and beyond. I will tell you um, the Drake May conversation to myself has gotten kind of interesting because you know, who started talking about it is uh, Joel Klatt. And I oh. said on this show quite a bit, he is kind of my go-to opinion for college sports because he's the main Fox sports analyst. He goes to some of the biggest games. You can say second biggest games because college game day was around first, but there's times where I think the big noon kickoff game is better than the ESPN game day game. It just kind of depends on the week. He had, he has a very high opinion of Drake may and what his ability going into the league is going to be. He would look really good in orange and blue is all I'm going to say. All right. And if Caleb Williams is going to play that, I'm going to decide where I go game. Drake may is going to be a possibility to be the first quarterback taken off the board. A really good second option is all I'm going to say. I would not mind that. I don't know about you, Jimmy. I take that deal. You take that deal. I'll take that deal. <laughs> You'll take that deal. I have a, I have a decent deal already on the table. Uh, this is something that I kind of just thought of. So you've coached. We basically have experience coaching youth high school level here in Colorado. Uh, we played uh, all the way into college, various sports. And, and we've been in the room, been on teams where – You've had losses, and it wasn't because the team was better than you. It wasn't because they made more plays than you. It was because you just decided not to show up. And I had that happen to me on Thursday, so it's been sticking in my mind. 
And I have this question now, and I guess I'll, I'll pose it to you. And I kind of want to know what our, our listeners think. And hopefully Brandon takes this and makes a clip out of it. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Hopefully he's, he's watching this during his fall break. Um, is it better to coach or play in an effort based loss? Who has the worst experience in that situation? Because as a coach, if it's an effort based loss, that means that these guys don't want to play for me. That I mean, these guys haven't taken that step to you know, whatever I need them to do at the moment. That's too much in, in, in their wheelhouse. I'm going to be very, very careful with my words here, but I'm going to say it's harder to coach. I will say, I, I think playing in it, playing in it, um, there's multitude factors of, um, uh, effort bait loss. It, it may not be all on you. It may be on the guys around you. It may, may you may lose respect for those guys in the locker room. You may think that it, it, you you played your hardest, but you know what? Like the guy next to me, and that's a weird, it's a weird, hard, harsh way to say it. But sometimes that is the case. Sometimes it is you. Sometimes it's not. But when you're a coach, you feel like you know what? You're gonna play back a hundred different scenarios. You'd be like, you know, I could have done that better. Could have done this better. Could have done that. Um, and and that's just the reality of coaching. Is like you. You have this expectation where you you can't control how each player is going to play. But you can control how the, pay, the pace of the game is. You can control how uh, uh, put the guys in the position correctly to win. If you feel as though you put your team in a position to win, then you, you will be able to sleep at night. But if you don't and you feel as though you had a ma- major letdown, then that then that's something you live with. Plain and simple. Like I said the player, like I said, careful with my words here excuses but some people some people can see it as you know what i didn't play my best this weekend you know what i did play my best this weekend i need the guys around me to help out you know this guy missed this tackle did whatever but as a coach you see over overhaul and you're like you know what i didn't put these guys in a place to win and like i said i go back to the old uh uh atlanta falcons 28 to 3 loss um people people blame that almost solely on Kyle Shanahan, Dan Quinn, and, and, and not as much on Matt Ryan nowadays. Because Matt Ryan was an MVP quarterback, but all, all everyone talks about now is Dan Quinn can't win the big one. So it's cough, cough with Dallas, Kyle Shanahan. I, I talk Kyle, about it too because of the, the Chiefs uh, 49ers Super Bowl blunder, the 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. Exactly. Um, like you can go down a list of things. Like it always goes back to to the guy who's who's calling the plays and, and supposed to be the leader of the group. And that's yeah. the unfortunate part about it. But that, that that's how it goes with 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 team sports in general. If it's an individual sport, it's a completely different thing. But team yeah, sports in and general, I, that's just how it goes. I think it's different too with the amount of kids that are on the field at the time. Because you coach basketball, I coach football. With eleven guys having trying to make sure 11, 12 year old kids do the same thing on every given play and actually do all the technique and not be lazy and not try and find the shortest way out. That's more difficult than trying to make sure five kids do it all at once. And then I'm thinking about it because I have wrestling season coming up at the middle school and I'm thinking about it and that's going to be so much easier because it's one person that I have to make sure goes in that direction because it's an individual slash team sport. But if I can get the individuals going in the right direction, like that's, that's kind of where I agree with you. Like coaching, Coaching to me is way harder. I hated coaching my brothers. I kind of hate coaching now. I love coaching at the same time because it gives me the same feeling. But like I, it's my competitiveness, and I want these kids to do better than what I did. And I've tried to put so much effort into the preparation and trying to make sure that they go out and do what, what they what, need to do. 
yeah, when you coach, when you coach like younger kids these days, like especially, like it wears more on the coach than it probably does the players. The players can shake it off, go to school the next day, will be just fine. The coach thinks about it until the next practice, thinks about it until the next thing, because that's like I said, I'm still it's, thinking it's, about it's, it. It's, it's all it's, I've been it's, thinking about. It's, it's still a getaway. Over it, in my mind. It's, it's a getaway from the shitty stuff they have to deal with every day, and and to think about like, oh, I can do this better, I can do that better. That's something that just weighs on the coach's mind, unfortunately. When it comes to the professional level, it comes to the collegiate level, I think that's a little different. When it comes to little league sports. I think that may be where, where, where it differs. Yeah. And I think you can put high school sports in there too, because you don't get paid. Uh, you don't get paid to be able to, to support yourself. And it is like the high school athletes do the same thing. I, we had a double duel last year for one of the high school meets and the kid that I've been working with in the same night made me the proudest I've ever been of him by winning a match that I didn't expect him to win in the beginning and then he lost a match that he, he just rolled over onto his back. I was like, I, I'm, I'm happy with you, and I hate you all at the same time because the, I, I can't do anything more for you. It's all up to you now. I've given you the reins. I've given you – my coach, my, the head coach that I coach with likes to say this. I've given you the answers to the test. Are you going to use them? Or are you gonna, you're going to be lazy and struggle and bang your head up against the wall? Because that's what we did on Thursday. And Nico, uh, I'm I'm sure that this is my mental instability coming out, and I should probably sign up for, put put in whatever mental health provider wants to start sponsoring the show. I'm gonna say that say it that way, and, and talk to somebody about it. But it, it it's necessary. I I feel like it's an interesting conversation for us to have because we do have that experience, like playing coaching. Like Logan would. He would let us know straight up that it was going to be fixed when there was an effort-based loss because it, we very rarely lost a game at Cherry Creek High School other than the games that I think we lost in the playoffs where a team wasn't really better than us. It was, it was something that we did that, that forced that situation, and, and he dealt with it in certain ways. And, and you're, you're right. You can't deal with it in the way that it was dealt with with us uh, in the kids nowadays. Like I can't no, I be Ken Markiel. I can't be Jim Pilato. I can't be – uh, dot courts. Uh, I can't be yeah. those guys. Yeah, yeah. It definitely, it definitely is a different change of pace. I'll tell you what. Then, like I said, it's beyond both sides now. It definitely is. Uh, it's different. It's a different phenomenon that makes you think about multiple, multiple different things. You're wearing your hat, so uh, you want to. Well, first off, wrestling is my favorite Olympic sport. I will say that now. I cannot wait for the 2028 games because the team that we had, I think they won eight out of 10 possible gold medals at the world championships. So the USA Olympic wrestling team is looking nice, but Nico, you have uh, news about maybe another sport that's being added into. Well, the well there was, let, let me, let me make sure I get all these right because we'll talk about my sport here in a second, but all the sports that were added to the LA 28, which yes, you heard that correctly. The, the Los Angeles will host the 2028 Olympics. If you, Might if be worth trying to make rocks. a trip out there, Nico. I will. I, I will be. I'll just put that point that out right now. So it doesn't doesn't matter how. I, but I will be there for. I have that bit. time off. Let's let's, let's try and make it. Let's let's put it put it together because let's, let's help each other. That's all I'm gonna say is I will bear, be there and we'll, we'll figure something out going down. We have five years till then, but either way, it's it, it, it it's, Shit, it's here it and, and, the, and the and the and we'll both be over thirty years old. Just think about that for a I, I, Never mind. I we, we might have a family. That, I, I, I was I, also I told know. that. Yeah, I was also told that I'd be thirty years old in 2028. It's like, oh fuck, that is fucking that crazy. Is. 
I got, least, how, how do you feel old now, Jimmy? Yeah, that's why. No, I, I yeah, I just have to. I have to pick my new insurance, and I just had to get a new ID card. Oh yeah, it sucks. My other I, had one that, I had to do that last month or, or two months ago, whatever it was. Yeah, it was. It's not. It's not necessarily the most fun thing in the world being adult. But and yeah, I have so to 20, pick my health insurance on Monday. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And very, very exciting stuff as a, as an adult adult now. But going back, so twenty eight. Um, the the following sports will be added. We can we can have this conversation after we talk about my sport, but flag football will be an Olympic sport. Cricket. Shout out Arvada sport. West High School, by the way, because they won the first ever girls flag football state championship here in yeah, Colorado. Yeah, and they and, yeah, and they beat Creek and they beat my little cousin. Thank you very much. That's I was there for that, and that fucking sucked. That's all I'm gonna say. So I have a little, I have a little, a little disdain for that. I know you coached there. So I just I needed to throw little, no, little I just needed to throw that in because they were the first one, and I I happened to know that because. This girl on the team, Jimmy, I swear, looks like fucking Megatron, okay? The girl's like 6'3", taller than me, jacked out of her mind. I'm like, I'm sorry. We're going to beat this girl? And, and look, look, my cousin's like, she had a couple picks, a couple touchdowns. She was balling. And, and I was like, oh, we're not going to beat this team. This girl, damn Peyton Manning, just throwing lobs to Megatron out there and just getting touchdowns every, every time she wanted. So it was unfortunate, but she made it to the championship and lost our battle less, yeah. So flag football has been added. Uh, cricket. Another sport, obviously not a sport here in the states that's big, but over in India, China, um, and 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 the uh, over that side of the world, um, it's big sport, so that's that's very exciting. Um, then we have uh, squash, obviously indoor sport, squash. We have baseball, softball, pretty big baseball. Obviously, the world the world baseball classic this past. Um, this past fall was very, very, or sorry, fall, spring was very, very exciting to watch. So that should be very fun in 28. Then obviously you have um, the biggest sport of, of, of this podcast the past couple of months and, 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 and the biggest sport in my life currently, and that's lacrosse. Um, like I said, lacrosse has not been in the Olympics since 1905, I believe. It might have been 1906. I'm not sure the exact date, but it's been since the 1900s um, since it was an Olympic sport. And at that point, no eyes was watching. It was basically if you were in attendance, you were watching it. No one else. It, the amount of eyes, the amount of the amount of traction this sport is going to get, um, being on the Olympic stage is absolutely massive. We're talking women. We're talking men. The men's and world, women's across the United States in general, especially um, is top of the world. PLL in general. We're 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 going to see a new revelation of of building this brand and building this sport to a point where I'll be happy to see it, and and others will be very very excited to see it as well. Like I said, this this opens the opportunities so massively. Obviously, interesting the- question. I I not to derail you completely, but with the PLL success, with this becoming an Olympic sport. And I'm thinking about the parallel with lacrosse is hockey. Do you think that we start seeing, or is there already different professional leagues in the different countries, like a Canadian professional lacrosse league, a Swedish oh, league? To, to counter your point, there is a Canadian indoor league. Okay. There's, there's other indoor leagues across the world. I would say. I just, I'm not, and, and I could be ignorant to it. I'm not familiar, but I would think that, that that makes a lot of sense because then you'd have these, you'd have the same kind of pipeline where if you're not making it in the U.S., you go play juniors in Canada or you go international and play in, if you can play American football in Finland, I'm sure you can play professional lacrosse somewhere in Europe. Right. It's it, like I said, look, the, the game has grown so much and, and Paul and when I say Paul, I say Paul Rabel, Paul Rabel, Mike Rabel, Rachel, the Czech, obviously my boss, Rachel, have put it so perfectly. It's like their model is the 1982 dream team. 
people forget when 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 they saw these professional athletes, when they saw Michael Jordan, when they saw Charles Barkley, when they saw Larry Bird, Magic Johnson walk in the streets among them and seeing, you know what, what is this Olympic sport? What can it be? And you bring the game to the world and bring the, bring this diversity to the game. It just it just increases increases it so so much more. Like I said, when the PLL went to, I think it was, I believe it was Japan back in March or April of this year. Like that was a big big step. It's a big, big step in growing a sport because, like I said, the more eyes, the more diverse this this game becomes, and, and the better these other countries become, it's it's going to grow the game even much more. And like I said, with with the PLL and and look, everything's pointing to the Olympic lacrosse being sixes, which which really enough, not really enough, but funny enough, is something that the Redwoods will be playing in sixes lacrosse come this upcoming uh, beginning of next year. I'm not sure when it'll be, like I said, but it'll be coming up. The championship series will be sixes, and that's more than likely what you'll see at the Olympic stage. Very quick, fast-paced, up-and-down, high-scoring games. And that is going to be very, very entertaining to the eye, like I said. So the, the, the possibilities are endless. Um, I, like I said, I, I love the traditional game. I love the 10-on-10. 10 10. I love the big field game. Uh, but I get it that it's very, very difficult sometimes to figure out what's going on when you're playing on the size of a football field and the ball is the size of a hockey puck and less smaller than that. Okay, I realize how tough it is. Um, so it's going to be great for the game. It's, it's so damn exciting. It's something that I've been – obviously someone who's worked in the cross and worked in the uh, – worked for the USOC, um, I'm, I could not be more thrilled. I could not be more thrilled. And, and like I said, this is such a big moment for the sport, big moment in my career too because the possibilities are endless for me, um, what that may look like at 28. Like it's it's so big and, and I could not be more excited. Like I said, Canada versus U.S. this past – um, this past uh, spring slash summer at the World Games was very very exciting. Put that in sexist format. Put put that with Brendan O'Neill, Colin Schellenberger, and company on the roster, and all these young guys in 28. Things are going to be endless. So so I'm very 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 ecstatic, and I cannot wait. I said it's going to be weird not having it next year in 24 um, when 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 the games are in Paris, but 28 comes around. The cross is going to be a absolutely stable to watch. I think it's going to be the lacrosse and then talking about just the other new ones. It's really, I didn't realize that cricket was getting interact in integrated. It's interesting because the field that my little guys practice at, they actually have like cricket practices at. So I see the guys bowling. I see the guys with a big wooden bat, um, but seeing softball and baseball being added. Awesome. That's great. too. It's, it's why, why hadn't that been an Olympic sport yeah. sooner? Because everybody so. plays it. Everybody plays a version of these. And that's going to be just more eyeballs. And now, like, I'm not as cool as I, I need it. Paris is going to be very cool. But I want to go on a European trip aside from an Olympic trip. If I want to go to an Olympic trip, it has to be somewhere in the U.S. And 2028 in Los Angeles, we'll see where I'm at career-wise. We'll see where we're at podcast-wise with this. Because, goddamn, that would be eight nice years of podcasting. Up, yeah. That's yeah. about when podcasts start taking off. So all of our initial bench warmers. Hopefully you guys are along for the ride. Um, no, but I, I'm very interested, in, and it's awesome. Uh, that they're, they're, they're actually, instead of taking away sports, because I remember when I was pissed uh, off at the OC for you cannot take out wrestling. You cannot. That's the, the name of the wrestling club that I started at the middle school is the Olympian Wrestling Club, the club because it's the oldest, most, most ancient form of combat that goes right. back to the initial Olympics. You cannot Absolutely. take that out. And now adding in sports, flag football it's, it's too. So, I, I'm super proud. Flag football is the one where obviously the biggest discussion has come about is because obviously the actual American football. Those, those is not, it's is entertaining. Not 
And look, it is, it is entertaining. I will say that. And it is a little weird because obviously, look, there's going to have to be 75 or at least 50 countries that will have to field the flag football team. Let's not forget about that. So it's going to be, oh. it's going to be, it's going to be very, well, very Some wrong. of those international teams by that time, we might be surprised. You, it's, you it's, may be it surprised. And it's unfortunate because obviously the NFL has gotten so big and the NFL is the biggest sport in America. It's obviously not the biggest sport in the world, but like I said, I would love to see the NFL or American football as, as we want to call it is, is it gets to that point. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be a long ways to go in my opinion, but it's, it's fire football is definitely an interesting sport to be added. Is all I'm going to say. But then again, you have the skateboarding of the world. You have all these different things you have. I think I'm not, look, I'm not saying these sports aren't sports, but, but equestrians there, there's, a lot of different it's a, there's something for everybody there's archery there's something for everybody if you don't want to just sit there watch basketball sit there watch swimming sit there watch wrestling like there's a sport for everybody and and five football being added like i said i have all kudos in the world being added but it definitely is an interesting one to think about um when you think about how big american football is as opposed to five football uh so that's uh, obviously the 2028 olympics with it being in the in the u.s it, it's a big deal because it, i don't think it's happened since Atlanta, well, summer games, summer games specifically. I know that we've had the winter games here um, in Salt Lake and everything like that, but that's going to be interesting moving forward. Uh, With the NHL, like I said, I have the Tampa Bay game on now currently. We're trying to get the podcast. We're recording this on Tuesday. We're trying to get it done in enough time so that we don't have to be recording while the Avs are on the ice. But so far when the Avs have been on the ice, it's been nothing but good things. Two two games on the season, so what can you really take from that? They're 2-0. Uh, I can I can take I can take that it took sixty shots to beat uh, 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 good old San Jose and it finally won one in at the end of the game. Darren tried to pull that shit time, too on on Sunday Lord. night. It doesn't matter, right? Getting get dominated moment. in every aspect of the game, and you, you, and 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 you almost won that game. It's good for you, Nico. Sanders. We have so many new guys in the lineup right now. Like all we have to do. You can't dwell on the bad because there's going to be a really a there's really no bad. High amount saying, of bad. We 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 dominated every aspect of the game. I'm saying that on the flip side, we dom- We should have absolutely. Okay. Won that I thought game that you were saying goals. that San Jose. No, we did. You look at the statistics. We it took 60 shots on net, so they're 20 to to finally net one. <laughs> we we dominated every aspect of the game, and, and look, that's 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 a great game, and and that's a game that you look upon. You're like, you know what? It's a game that that. When, when in doubt, like if, if everything's – the Bucks is not finding the back of net, so be it. You'll find it eventually because that's how talented this team is. This team – look, I love – I am absolutely in love with everything about this team. Georgia has been absolutely incredible so far. Ross Colton looks like he's going to be our new favorite player on this podcast. You have third Miles line, Wood. Third line grinder, Thomas, baby. Thomas Tata is, is is absolutely a massive piece. And let's not talk forget about Jonathan Druin, the guy who everybody wrote off, who has stepped into the first line and just produced after produced. And yeah, he's that with his old buddy Nathan That guy McKinnon stepped again. in this situation where he's like, I got to play with McKinnon <laughs> and Two of the Rantanen. best players in the world, two of the top oh, ten I best pass players it, I pass it right, I pass it left, and those two guys score. I'm I'm cool. I'll play on this role. I'll, I'll, I'll get my assist. I'll, I'll, I'll be fine here. I, I don't care. I'll, I'll, I'll be happy. Or, like or you get the the nobody's home tap-in goals where the goaltender's like chasing McKinnon around into the corner and he just slides it across to you. And there's nobody standing between you and the net. That, this, that, that's this that's the crazy thing that's bound to happen is that it, it is like so new with the group at, as of this moment. I will say, Georgiev, who knew? That guy just had to play. I don't know what goalies, goalies go through weird mental streaks 
but that guy just loves to play. So he needs to play majority of the games. And right now, not having Francis at the moment, and I'm knocking on all the wood that I can right now, and I'm saying this on Tuesday night, and then as we watch the game, I'm sure that something catastrophic is going to happen. But as long as we don't have Frankie right now, it's his net. He wants to do that. He will. Be so I'm, I'm good with I'm good important. with Georgia playing a majority of the games right now. It's very, very important to, to give George up everything and just to just to make sure he is fully ready and, and all the way in. And like I said, will you believe in a guy saying he's the number one, he's the number one, he's the number one? That's huge. That's absolutely massive for morale. And look, let's not forget, Joe Sacking and Chris McFarland made the, the deal of the century again. You have the two best – you have the best hockey, defensive hockey pair in the league now That's together true. for the next seven I'm years. So that was the, the big – now the big years. stress shifts back to – Landeskog. Now I seven have to focus years. my attention back to Landeskog because seven, seven signed for seven, everybody. Devontae signed for seven years. Devontae is getting paid less than Seth Jones, who's fucking a goddamn crumple of himself. You look at uh, uh, Dumoulin from, from Pittsburgh is getting paid more. The, the defensive market right now getting paid that. Everyone's like, you know what, this is market, this is market, this is that, that's a deal, that's a, it's a great deal, it's a great deal, it's a great deal. When, when Devontae said it, he was like, no, it's a great deal for myself. I get to stay with the best player in hockey, one of the best players in hockey. I get to be line wings with him. I get to play in a city where I can grow up my kids and be a part of a winning culture for the next seven years. Shout out Cherry Hill Village, baby. God damn, what a fucking deal, Joe and Chris. God damn. I, like I said, this is why this faith and, – and, and like I said, Crocky does some dumb shit when it, when it, when it comes to uh, uh, putting, putting, letting us watch our teams. But my God, he has figured out the right people to make managing decisions because they don't do a fucking thing outside of say, you, uh, Joe Saki, Chris McCrone, do that. Calvin Booth, uh, 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 Tim Conley at one time, do whatever the fuck you want. Build a good winning franchise, and that's what exactly what they've done. And, and, and like I said, the, look, it, it's, it's the first two games of the season, but being able to do that with Taze, you don't have to worry about that all into the, into the offseason. You have this thought that your core will be around. You just, like I said, it's, it's, when, you, when you win a championship, it is all about retool. You are not going to get much better than when you win a championship. Plain and simple. That may be the best team you and I will ever see the Avs play, Jimmy, when we won the Stanley Cup. This past Nuggets team may be the best team that I will ever see the Nuggets ever be. It is about retooling and getting back to where you are a damn good team where you can your championship mentality can kick back in where you can beat. You just got to make it to the dance, baby. You just got to make, it, make to it, dance, it to the dance. And win when it matters. Plain and simple. And like I said, I love what this team's done so far. And like I said, getting Devontae's back locked up for a long time is absolutely massive. Uh, the only other thing that I want to talk about right now, I'm sure it's a game you have on too, Buffalo-Tampa. Is, is that the game that you're watching? I'm watching baseball currently. But, yeah, oh, okay. uh, you're uh, Tampa Bay Lightning uh, falling to one and three on the season. Well, it's it's still not even the you. end of the second. It's still not even the end of the second period. But I will say, oh. Buffalo is what we said. I, I'm not putting too much stock into the first two games of the season when we know that Vasilevsky is coming back. I get it. I get it. All I said that they were going to be able to just, weather the storm. This uh, is different than weathering the storm. Buffalo. Uh, I've heard nothing but amazing things. And you know who they're talking about? And it makes me really sad, but they're talking about the condor and they're saying that the condor came into Buffalo's dressing oh, room great. and he's got yeah, all of that young. They had so many, it's just a stable of stallions. It's oh, a stable of stallions a, up there in Buffalo. And now he's teaching them how to be professional hockey players, too. 
So Buffalo is a damn good team. I, I'm I not putting Buffalo's any stock very, into this right now. I, I know Buffalo is a very, very good team, but I know who Jonas, I know what a player Jonas Johansson is. That's the only reason why I don't think this team will be a top two team. Nico, I know what I'm talking about. All right. Uh, that's enough hockey. Hold on. Before I feel like before we put that one up, I have to put this one up. Yeah, yeah. Just, um, just make sure. Make sure. Uh, I'll leave it here. So subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, Follow us at FEOTB Pod. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Take a screenshot of this. Drink two every time that you see the Nuggets are still world champions. <laughs> uh, but we are talking yeah. about we're doing our division preview division by division of the well not division by division really we're going to do eastern conference western conference um we're we're going to talk about some predictions and obviously we're talking about the, the denver nuggets who are world trying champion. to defend oh, their oh, championship oh, oh. yeah every time we say Denver Nuggets, it's going to be you got to make sure to preface world champion denver nuggets. world so, champion yeah, we'll, denver we'll, nuggets. Talk, we'll talk about the world champion denver i'm just going to leave this here we're talking about basketball yeah, but i'm just yeah. going to leave this here Exactly, exactly. And anytime, anytime anyone anyone ever wants to talk about the Nuggets and Lakers fans specifically, just make sure you you say uh, NBA slash World Champion Denver Nuggets because that's what we are. So you want to keep um, our name in your mouth, then make sure you say it correctly. We're we're gonna start in the Eastern Conference because I don't I don't know what I I want you to save your Western Conference takes and your Lakers takes for the end because uh, I'm a good producer and a good director like that. I like to stir the pot. Eastern Conference. Um, let's look. I don't. I don't give a shit about the preseason rankings as as of currently. Uh, yeah. Let's look at last season's rankings. We had Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, Cleveland, New York, Brooklyn, um, Atlanta, Miami, Chicago, Toronto, as in the play-in slash playoff tournament. Um, out of those teams, Milwaukee had the huge Damian Lillard trade. Boston's been making a couple moves. I feel like Philadelphia is the the team that everybody's looking at and, and trying to figure out where they're going. But what is the main storyline for you going into this upcoming season for the Eastern Conference? Is it still um, Miami's kind of been sitting right right around there? Whose conference is this to lose, or is it more of a, a stagnant race that we're going to have to see how it plays out throughout the regular season? I'll still say it. This is this is still Boston's conference to lose, in my opinion. Like I said, I, I've heard a lot of great things out of Boston's camp. You had Christoph Porzingis, and you had obvious, probably the biggest offseason addition in the Eastern Conference outside of Dane and Drew Holiday. And Boston should be a team that is the team to be, plain and simple. Tatum, Jalen Brown, it's time for you to take that next step. If it isn't, then it's time to move on from one of you. And more than likely, I'm looking at Jalen Brown, plain and simple, because that duo doesn't look like he'll be able to win anything if you aren't able to get over the hump. Like I said, say what you want about Miami and that heat culture, because, it's, look, it's great. Heat culture is great. Miami Heat have been two out of the last three NBA finals. Two out of the last – wait, hold on. Two out of the last four. Sorry, three of the last four conference finals. That is a team every single offseason that says we're just grittier, we're tougher than you. Boston right now is not a tough team. And you add Chris Austin, you add Drew Holiday, you lose Marcus Smart, obviously. I think that will change big time. It is, it is Boston's conference to lose. But – the Milwaukee Bucks will be the best team in this conference. I look my predictions. I predicted this as as I, I tweeted this out. I want to say a couple weeks back of my predictions for the offseason. I'll try to find the tweet somewhere where I gave my full predictions. But I think Boston will have the best record in basketball. I really do. I think that they're going to be a very very good regular season team because their depth and, and and everything that they got outside 
I think Boston is the best. Or sorry, I see. Excuse me. I think Boston is the best regular season team in the conference. I think Milwaukee is the team to beat in the East. Though Milwaukee, obviously with Dame, you still have Middleton. That team is still so so damn good. And obviously losing Drew will hurt their defense massively. But I think that that Dame will figure it out. And I think Giannis, obviously the the, the staple. He's still one of the two best players in the world. And I will stand on that. And then with Jokic being the first one, and Giannis being two, um, they are that good. They are obviously that that good. I'm going to give you two teams that are kind of on the same level, or at least I think that their fan bases are expecting the same thing going into the season. Between Cleveland and Chicago, who's going to be the team that was kind of middling last season and who's going to take the next step forward? Because uh, Love is is going into – I believe he's going into the season with Chicago, and, and you had the decent season going until the injury bug hit last year, and then obviously Cleveland, we had higher hopes for them coming out of the first round of the playoffs and they didn't live up to those expectations, but between those two teams, who do you think comes out of the Midwest and actually poses a threat in the Eastern conference? Look, this is a massive year for both teams because, because both teams are in the middle of, do we take that next step? And I'll throw New York into this uh, mix as well. Um, I'll throw New York, Cleveland, and uh, what was the third team? Sorry, New York, Cleveland, and Chicago, where Chicago Look, Lonzo will still not be around. Levine and DeRozan, if they don't get off to a good start, it could be it could be time to shop those players and take that and, and move on and, and and build around Col- and see what you got out of Kobe White, see what you got out of Patrick Williams, and maybe time to try to trade those guys off and see what you got out of your young guys. Um, because like I said, this team's not getting any younger, and I don't know if DeRozan being your number two this late in his career. Look, he's a very very good player. Don't get me wrong, very good player. I don't think him being the number two or number one guy on a good team is going to win you a championship. So that's where things will get interesting for the Bulls. As a, as a as for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Donovan Mitchell is an unrestricted free agent this offseason. You better figure it out. You better. You How better, did you get him there in the first place? That's what I want to know. You traded every every you traded every single aspect of everything to try to keep to, to, to bring him into Utah. Utah obviously is a much deeper team now because of it. But you better hope that you win some ball games this year because bring back LeBron. Bring back LeBron to play with Spider. Draft Bronny. That's how the script goes. I figured it out. Bronny won't be can't be drafted till next year, not this year, but yeah, next year. Yeah. So, so, now so you're, now you're throwing in the the real world, and that just fucks everything up. I know, I know, but I, I look. Cleveland better figure it out. Like I said, I love Mobley's game. I love Jared Allen's game. I think they're a very, very good young team. But it's time now for these guys to take that next step. I'm looking at Garland as well. Um, like I said, they should be a top three team in the East, in my opinion, with the depth and and the good strength that they have uh, across the board. Um, when it comes to the Knicks, Knicks. Bronson and Julius Randle, are, are they the one-two punch? Are they going to be the one-two punch to lead you to the promised land? Or are you going to go try to take a big swing on a big fish? Cough, cough, Joel Embiid. Cough, cough, uh, uh, um, the, 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 the Zach Levines in the world, the, the DeMar DeRozans. We'll see um, because I think the Knicks will be a hot, hot topic um, about, about the trademark for Embiid, the trademark for these other guys, big names, because they'll be a very solid team. They're on the road, but they won't be able to take the next step. They won't be able to compete with the Milwaukee's, Boston's of the world. Um, but they'll be middle of the pack um, and be on that market. When it comes to Philadelphia, do I need to make my, uh, make my uh, comments known? Um, because I, because look, James I feel Harden, because like James Harden looks is still trying to find a trade. He's still trying to go to the Clippers. He's still trying to um, get out of there. And this team right now with Tyrese Maxey as the number two is not is not hosting a playoff series in the playoffs. I'll say it. They're they're a fifth seed at best. 
at best. And that is because Embiid is falling apart in the play, postseason, falling apart in the, at, the, at the end run of the regular season. Without James Harden, this team doesn't win the first-round series last year, plain and simple. So we'll see what the Philadelphia 76ers are. I, I obviously have no faith in them at all. Um, and I think, like I said, this is a make-or-break of the year for, you, for them. Because Embiid will start. Embiid will start. Will start calling and being like, you know what? Maybe it's time for me to move on. This team is incapable of building people around him. And all the and funny enough, you look at the people he had around him: Jimmy, Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler, uh, uh, James Harden. All these guys, all stars. Every single one of them, all stars. And you cannot win. Uh, cannot even get to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's the biggest question, right? Jokic just played with how many All-Stars in his career, Jimmy? One. Uh, one? Yeah. DeMarcus one. Cousins, who was his third-string oh. center. He's played with one All-Star. Actually, I take it back. Sorry, two. Paul Millsap was also an All-Star. Murray was an hasn't been All-Star. an All-Star yet? Murray has never been an All-Star. Nico, the NBA it doesn't make sense. The NBA doesn't exist in reality. Ben Simmons, an all-star. Jimmy Butler, an all-star. Uh, uh, James Harden, an all-star. All these all-stars. Tobias Harris was a fringe all-star as well. All these all-starters and all-stars uh, for the six years. And then Bede, still. Still processing. Still, still processing. Still processing. You're making Rocky cry, man. You're, he's hearing what you're saying about Philly. Rock, Rock, team, Rock, last Rocky team can that enjoy I, the Phillies. Rocky can enjoy the Phillies. I, we don't need to worry about the Sixers. We're going to get to the Phillies. We're going to get to the Phillies. Uh, before we move from the East Conference, What's going on with Atlanta? Because Trey Young was interviewed by Pat McAfee during the Oklahoma game. And obviously the Oklahoma ties, that's where I remember Trey Young from. Because I picked Oklahoma in a couple games. And when I was watching the games walking around campus in college at, hold on, I got got to get a ticker going before I mention it. As I was walking around the Western Colorado University, who happens to be number 12 in the NCAA Division II football rankings campus, I was like, come on, Trey. Hit another 40-footer for me. Is he going to get traded? Is, um, are they going to do something Hawks, to, Hawks, to get him a Hawks, team around him? The Hawks are another thing that, that it's a taking time bomb. They got rid of John Collins, who was arguably their second-best player, for literally dirt scrap, and sent him to Utah. They said, you know what, we're done with this John Collins, Clint Capella, uh, whatever we thought it was going to be. DeJounte Murray is the number two team on that te- number two guy on that team right now. And they have a team that – they better figure it out, or, or like I said, similar to Philadelphia. If they're if they're not a top, I'll say if they're if they're a playoff team and not in a playing tournament, then that that'll be a successful season. That'll be putting things in the right direction. If they're a playing team, they're a seven through ten team in the playoffs, or hell, missing the playoffs, that things are in trouble for them. Playing simple, and I, and I'll and I'll say one sleeper team. And, and and I think that they're going to – I think this is a team that could possibly be not in the play-in tournament that I think is going to be a very, very good team, tough team every single week. Indiana Pacers. I, I, I believe that this Pacers team, obviously adding Brucey B, is going to be a massive addition for them. I think Tyrese Halliburton is going to take that next step. You had uh, you had, you had a guy in Benedict Maturin who was arguably Rookie of the Year last year. Miles Turner another year. Obviously, I'm I'm speaking gibberish to Jimmy right now, but you have a lot. You have a lot of very good young players in Indiana, and I think Halliburton takes the next step, and I think Brucey B adds a lot to this team. So um, I, I'm excited to see what this uh, Pacers team looks like this year. Well, yeah, you're you're not wrong with uh, my feelings, but. I do think that it's important the Eastern Conference. It's basically they're having to gear themselves up to um, 
figure out the, the Western Conference in and Nikola Jokic. So we've talked about the Eastern Conference. Looking at Western Conference from last year, playoff teams, Denver, Memphis, Sacramento, Phoenix, L.A., Golden State, the, play, the teams that ended up making the play-in tournament, the Lakers, who the Nuggets obviously ended up knocking off in the Western Conference Finals, the Timberwolves, who the Nuggets beat in the first round, uh, Oklahoma City and New Orleans were the other two teams in the play-in tournament. So a um, little bit di- disappointing. Let's talk about the disappointments first in the Western Conference because we started off at the top in the East. So the disappointments in the Western Conference, I would say, um, well, I don't know, Nico, you've obviously seen it. If I've seen it, I know that you've seen it. Tell me about Victor Wembanyama and why is he the best basketball player to have ever been created in a lab and sent here from France? Because, oh, oh my God, if preseason highlights were a thing, I would write a book about how Victor Wembanyama is the best basketball player ever. Oh my God, dude, this, this, I, I'm so thankful the Nuggets won their championship when they did this, this, this guy is Giannis, but, but like a different, different version. Giannis like, like plus a, Kevin Durant. Plus Kevin Durant to add in a little Tim Duncan with a little, with a little Dennis Rodman rebound. Not Timmy I, this, 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 this guy is, oh man, this, he's going to be a problem. I'll be, I'll, I'll say it on record. I, I think that the Spurs get into the play and turn it. I think it'll be as a 10 seed and maybe, but I think they will be fighting at the end of the year to be a play and turn it. That's how highly I think of them being on my, if the key word is, if he stays healthy, that's the thing is, is look, the game is much tougher. It's much more, it's much more difficult on the legs playing these bigger, stronger guys. But if I, what I've seen out of Wembenyama so far this summer and, and, and this fall, and, and obviously summer league and the and the preseason games thus far shows that he's gotten stronger and shows it doesn't matter the size of the guy. You saw the highlight of Thomas Bryant games. He's been playing pro basketball for five years. He he is going to be one of the biggest problems um, in the West for many many years to come. Is all I'm going to say. And like I said, the Spurs and Popovich. Popovich was thinking about retiring. Let's not forget about that. He sees this freaking nature. They were tied for last foot, in the Western Conference. This seven foot five motherfucker that that, that from France and, and, and a European god looks he looks like and all of a sudden pops like, you know what? I, I think I can chase down Phil for that championship. Uh, those 11 around. championships. Like, I can stick I'll around and, and contend for it. <laughs> yeah, I'll one of the is all I'll that box here. cookies. But to San Antonio uh, will be a very entertaining team to watch this year. I, I it's weird saying that first time since Timmy D and Tony Parker retired, but they'll be a very very entertaining team to watch. What about Portland? Now that they've given up Dame, are they going to be able to use the assets that they've got? Or are they, are they is it going to be a year before we see a, any kind of return on investment? Um, how is Portland think- going to rebound from trading their guy? I think Portland takes a step back. I think they not they won't be a playoff team. I, I will say that they won't be a playoff team. But I but I will go on a record saying that I love the pieces they got. I really do love what they what they got in return. I think Aiden needed to get out of Phoenix, and I think he could, he be he being possibly a number one number two guy in Portland. I think it can open his game up a lot. Obviously, you have Scoot Henderson, a guy who was very very highly touted. If if Wembenyama wasn't in the draft, Scoot Henderson would have been the surefire number one pick. Um, he's going to be a very, very good, exciting talent. They still have Jeremy Grant. You add Malcolm Brogdon, you add in Time Lord Robert Williams. This team all of a sudden is going to be, is going to be very, very frisky. 
in my opinion. They'll be very, very frisky. They're not going to be – Chauncey Billups is going to have that team um, playing tough, good, hard basketball, playing simple. Um, I'm excited to see what that team will do. Do I think they're going to do anything? Absolutely not. I don't think they're as good as the rest of the, rest of the teams in the West. Um, but I am excited to see what these guys and what, what Aiden and what the possibility of Scoot Henderson and Jeremy Grant can do for Portland going forward after losing your, obviously, uh, franchise centerpiece. Um, let's talk about the the top now. I don't know if we have to worry about – I think the play-in teams are probably going to stay the play-in teams. I don't know if you think Minnesota is going to make it into um, the top six. But for Denver, who is their biggest threat? Because they're obviously the defending conference champions, the defending world champions. Hold on. before I like to make fun of myself too much. I, I'll leave that up on the screen for another second. There we go. Uh, the Nuggets are still the world champion Denver Nuggets. Who is the world champion Denver Nuggets biggest threat coming up this season? Because we'll talk about the Denver Nuggets like ESPN and Fox talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. Who do the Nuggets have to contend with this year for the NBA? Uh, who, who, who asked who's going to be the biggest test to the world champions is, is, is a better way to put that. And that, I, is, and my I, role, that is my question. And I, and I will say it's the team that gave us the biggest test. The whole entire playoffs, and as the oh, oh, so, oh sorry, hold on, oh, let me oh, get that. Nico, it looks like you're choking my, a little bit. Oh, oh, sorry, oh, sorry, the Phoenix Suns, the Phoenix Suns will be. Oh, the best yeah. you got over it. You're choking. You got over it. Los Angeles losers. Oh, that 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 bum ass franchise. No, it'll be the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns, obviously. Look, I love what they did in get, adding Nurkic. Uh, I I'm I'm a Nurkic hater. I will say that Jokic eats him alive every single postseason, and we have Suns fans losing their mind over a preseason game and Nurkic getting a dunk over Jokic. I thought that was a good chuckle on, on NBA Twitter this past week. Um, the Suns will be the best, the second best team. I, 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 Kevin Durant and Devin Booker are all that, are all that, and, and Bradley Beal is a bona fide All Star. Um, how they are going to manage without a point guard and Devin Booker taking over the point guard rules, I think that'll take some time. I think that'll, I think that'll, that will um, get this team to a point where it's, it's going to have to figure out its identity. It's obviously going to turn into four or five guys bringing up the ball to court. Um, so that's what the Nuggets do. We'll see. Um, the Phoenix, by far and away, is, is the second best team in this conference. Um, I think there is zero zero doubt about that. Um, I think I think the difference between first and second and third through everybody else is about the same. I think first and second, there's a mass. I think Phoenix is very, very close to Denver. I, when it comes to third place and I would say eighth place, I think that's where things get very interesting. Um, in my opinion. Does Dr. Matter repeat their, their I, top three performance? I'm going to say no. I, I I have a different team as my four seed, which I'll get to here in a moment. I have the Clippers back at three. I have the Clippers back at three. I think the Clippers getting a fully healthy Kawhi back is going to help them a lot. Kawhi was not healthy at all last year and, and didn't even play in the playoffs. I think with him and PG, they'll be a very, very good team. I have them third contending at number two, contending at number two. Uh, four seed, this 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 is the shocker. I'm going to have the Minnesota Timberwolves. I, I think Anthony Edwards is, is going to be that guy. I think at some point they're going to have a conversation about training Cat and getting a uh, possibly another another wing, another guard possibly to pair with him, and that's where you could call and possibly call about Trey Young, could possibly call about um, Jalen Brunson if the Knicks aren't going well. Things different possibilities, but I love what Anthony Edwards brings to the table. I think Rudy Gogert over there and the Minnesota Timberwolves can figure it out. Um, teams I have taken steps back. I have the I have the I have the Kings taking a step back. I don't believe in them still um I, I, look they're a very good team i love what seeing what they're doing um see what they did last year getting a getting a playoff win under the belt but still lost the gold state warriors so um losses of the three seed so i i don't believe in them um 
Memphis Grizzlies, I went out on a limb and tweeted this out. I think the Memphis Grizzlies are a playing team that misses the playoffs. I, I, I think John Morant's stuff off the court and, and what they're dealing with, I think it's just going to be way too much. I think Memphis right now, I do not believe in them. Um, they, they're going to have to rely heavily on Derrick Rose and, and Jaron Jackson Jr. and Marcus Smart now uh, add to their team to, to carry them through these 20-some-odd games that John Morant's out for now. So we'll see what they look like, but I, don't, I think they take a step back. Um, Lakers, I think, will be a team that will be, that will be a six fringe uh a, a six seed slash fringe playing tournament team i still don't believe in them they won't be they won't ever be healthy they don't ever ever be healthy um the biggest conversation here is we have some friends that are golden state warriors fans and all the conversation out of san francisco has been next offseason because clay thompson's contract talks have died Absolutely died. He is a unrestricted free agent offseason. Everyone says it doesn't matter. Clay Thompson's going to come back. Clay Thompson's going to come back. I don't know, man. I don't know. And 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 Steve Kerr is a great coach. Don't get me wrong. They'll win playoff games, no doubt about that, um, because of what they got. But this is a big year. Big year for Jonathan Kaminga. Big year for Kevon Looney. Big year for Andrew Wiggins to see if this team can still be a contender, a major, major contender with how good the West has gotten, in my opinion. The Western Conference looks like it's going to be a gauntlet, kind of like how people have seen the Eastern Conference um, so far. That's your NBA preview, obviously, next week. By next week, we're, we we record the 24th, don't we? So the night that the banner goes up. So the night the banner goes do... up, we'll, have, we'll be recording the day after the, the banner goes up is all I'm Okay. Saying, I will be in attendance uh, when that banner goes up is all I'm going to say. So I could not be more excited. Uh, like I said, this is the last episode you will see without a banner up in, in up in Ball Arena. I was at the preseason game this past uh, Sunday. Yeah, I was at a basketball preseason game while Sunday night football was going on. That was a shitty ass game too. So I'm glad I watched the the the, 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 the Sunday night basketball game against the Bulls. Um, but yeah, I was looking up in the rafters. I was like, no, where's that banner going to be? And I saw the spot, and ooh, baby, it's getting real. So so I, I cannot wait to see that ra- that banner lifted. Uh, up into the rafters with those three Stanley Cup championships as well, um, right next to it. So I'm, I'm very, very excited. That is coming up this week. Uh, also starting this week, I said it by the time we recorded our next episode when when we were on episode 155, we were going to have the championship series set, and they are set. And not only are they set, uh, let's take a look here. So just an update. Um, the Rangers beat the Orioles. They won their five-game series 3 nothing. The Astros beat the Twins 3-1 in their five-game series. So it's the Rangers and the Astros in the ALCS. And the Rangers currently lead by two games in that series. Then in the National League, Arizona swept Milwaukee. They swept Los Angeles. They are in the NLCS currently against Philadelphia. Philadelphia beat uh, Miami and Atlanta. Atlanta was looked at as one of the top teams ever to play baseball. And as of current standing... In the top of the fifth, Philadelphia currently holds a two-run lead over the Arizona Diamondbacks. But Arizona is the Cinderella team of the entire playoff bracket. So we have the championship series set. Let's start with the NL because we have a team out of the the NL West, which is the, the division that the Rockies are currently in, not going to be in moving forward um, once they, they make their shifts. But with the Diamondbacks, with the Phillies, um, is this insurmountable now? Has the pumpkin, the proverbial pumpkin, happened to Arizona because they had two up, upset wins so far? Now Philadelphia just seems to have taken a stranglehold. If they win tonight, I, it's hard for me to say Philly can't end this in five. 
I'm, I don't think they're going to – yeah, I think they ended five. I think the Arizona wins one at home. Um, but, look, Philadelphia just seems like an absolute buzzsaw. I, I, we'll talk about the AL here in a second, but I think my two – my, my two teams right now are the Rangers and Phillies that I bet on every single day and won money on. Um, yes, I, I the degenerate is back, baby, is all I'm going to say. Uh, but, yeah, betting on betting on baseball to the postseason, I'm enjoying it. And the Phillies have won me a lot of money is all I'm going to say. And so has the, the Rangers. But this Phillies team playing at home, undefeated at home, um, yeah, they are – they're pitching unreal right now. Right now they have the hottest lineup in baseball. You cannot pitch to Trey Turner. You cannot pitch to Bryce Harper. You can't you pitch, pitch to, to Castellanos. And you can't piss the next Castellanos because um, look, I, we don't want to get political on the show, but there's things going on in the world right now, and he's very, very hot. Is all I'm gonna say. Um, and 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 look, this this lineup top to bottom is so so damn good, um, so so good. So I, that's why I believe in Philly right now. And, and look, the Diamondbacks are a great story. I feel bad for them, but look, this is something that they can build on. They have good pitching. They have good young, exciting pieces in Corbin Carroll and company. Um, but they're just not where Philly is right now. They're not at all where Philly is right now. And and I'll, it's it's going to take the Diamondbacks stealing two on the road from in Philadelphia to win the series. That's going to be they very, did very two in Los Angeles. I, I, they have a precedent set for I would, it in this postseason. The only reason why I say it's more difficult is because there's a lot of suit and ties in Los Angeles. There isn't many suit and ties in Philadelphia uh, at those games, as 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 the as the spit and chick would say. It's a lot of rowdy blue collar motherfuckers that will say "fuck you" and to your kid as well if you're wearing the opposing colors. Okay, Los Angeles is a little more preppy, a little more you know what baseball or sport we love baseball, all that. And let me put some money on the team. No, Philadelphia is, is a little bit of a different story when it comes to postseason baseball. So, yeah, I, I look. I'd love to see the backs come back and win. Um, I just don't. I just don't think it's possible at this point. Switching over to the NL to the AL side, excuse me. Uh, we had two teams that both swept the well. The the Astros won three one over the, the Twins, like I said. But the Rangers they swept the the Rays. They swept the, the Orioles. They have not lost in the postseason. They won the two games to start off in Houston. So now they have two two games coming up in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Um, are these Texas Rangers the team to beat in the MLB playoffs right now? They are absolute road warriors, Jimmy. You know my postseason games they played at home. One, oh, one. Shit. They oh, played shit. one. They went to they went to Tampa Bay. One, two, out of three. They went to uh, they went to who they play last series. Fuck who they play. Orioles, last Baltimore. They went to Baltimore. Won both on the road. Won one game at home. They're going to – they go back into Dallas-Fort Worth where they play their second home game in this playoffs, and they haven't lost yet. Absolute road You've dog. been to a home game there, by the way. I have been. I've, look, I've been, I, I looked at the statistics. I've been to more, uh, uh, more Rangers baseball games the last three years than I did just this season alone, Rockies games. I went to one Rockies game this year. I went to three Rangers home games the last two and a half, three years. It's wild to think about. But, hey, I, like I said, I have a Rangers shirt. Jimmy knows I have a Rangers shirt. So, you know, I'm, I'm loving it a little bit. And like I said, you know what? The other three teams in this in these playoffs have won it. They've all won it. Why not give Texas a little love and see, see what the Rangers are all about? D-backs have won it. Uh, uh, Astros obviously won it last year. Phillies won it back in the 2000s, 2010s. It's time to get a little, little, little different, a little, little, little something different. And look, there's a lot of names to like on the scene. Corey Seager, Josh Jung, a lot of great stories. John Gray, uh, former Colorado Rocky, uh, Jacob DeGrom, Max Scherzer, 
uh, Nathan Evaldi. They have everything they want from the pitching side of things, uh, and their batters are getting hot at the right time. So I love what this Rangers team is doing. No, I haven't been paying attention quite as much. I obviously listened to part of my take, and they've been talking about it with the Phillies. Uh, but it's been exciting, and so far, the the World Series is always fun to watch because it is America's pastime, and, and I'm excited to see who is who's going to end up making it there. Hey, Rangers, uh, Ranger, a Rangers-Phillies World Series is going to be absolutely electric. That's all I'm going to say. That's going to be absolutely electric. There's a lot of media behind it. That's It's a non-LA New York final, and there's still a lot of media behind be it in Dallas and Philly. Let's talk awesome. about the competition that we have going because, Nico, God damn it, you, you had another perfect week, man. Like, oh, man. It's I, like I know. And I, I, know. I tell you that I have to pick the games first and you have to pick the games second. It doesn't matter because you can still – either way, we either pick the same games or not. But I will say the two games that are lost. So you got Kansas City, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Dallas, um, and, and they all won. The two games that I lost, Tennessee and, and Los Baltimore. Angeles, they had yeah. chance. They had the chances. It wasn't like they got killed. It wasn't like I was taking a flyer on some random – like those were two upsets that could have happened. Obviously, they didn't. So I ended with a, a three-and-two record. Nico ended with a five and zero record. So this week, I will say, we, Jimmy, if, if if you would have had previous knowledge, knowing that Tennessee flew in Thursday like the Bills did, I think dude, you would what have the, lost the, the Ravens. So. <laughs> I, don't I dealt with jet lag trying to play football. It, we could barely do easy. a walkthrough without pads. You cannot play a football game within twenty four hours of landing in a different time zone across the world. That's all I'm going to say about that. I'm sorry, Mike Vrabel. I know that clocks don't exist in your your universe. I know that. I get that now. I should have known that going in. There's no London game to talk about this week. Um, And the Bengals have a bye. So I even had to throw in a game that's neither one of our teams. I threw in um, Atlanta and Tampa Bay because that's technically for number one in the NFC South right now. That is a number one on the line. So we're going to talk about that game. But obviously, going back to last week, the Broncos uh, still losing Kansas City. You can just, you can just move on from that game, but we don't need to talk about that. I, I just, the Bengals got a win, but the, the offense looked like absolute garbage in the second half. And Jamar Chase I have an issue with because if you're going to say I'm always fucking open and then you don't fight for a ball that's your court. I know the quarterback threw a bad ball. I know Burrow threw a bad ball in that play. Fight for the ball. Knock it out. I said yeah, it in sir. the Philly game. In, in the last play of the game when, when Jalen Hurst threw his last interception, the guy still came up and tried to punch the ball out of the defender's hands. Seattle's a very show good some team. kind of effort on that. I will. I will say Seattle's a very good team, and so that's a good win. That's a oh, very yeah. good win. Oh yeah. The, and like, and Gino, it's an ugly win. Quarterback that's a good than Gino, win. they probably win that game. Yeah, well, maybe maybe Mister Mister uh, what's it called Mister Unlimited can go back, and they can they can get Russ back. Maybe <laughs> they'll take that deal. Trust me, they ain't taking him back. He's probably going to end up in Chicago. Which is where Sierra wanted to be oh, in the first place. I love that. I love that. Let's uh the games that we're gonna pick this week, Thursday night football, Jacksonville at New Orleans, um, and then Atlanta at Tampa Bay, Packers at Broncos, Sunday night football, Dolphins, Eagles, Monday night football, 49ers, Vikings, no Bengals game this week. They are on their bye. They made it to the bye week three and three. So let's just talk about that real quickly. Uh Burrow looks good. Uh un, un, except for that second half, which I I really have no idea why they look like they did in the second half. But that touchdown that he threw to Tyler Boyd in the first half, that was vintage Burrow because he did the whole backpedal. I'm going to oh, look at four different receivers and then boom, threw it right in there to Tyler Boyd. That one was like, oh, the offense is back. They didn't look like they were back the rest of the time, but now you get an extra week of rest. 
We're going to come back. I don't know who we play coming out of the bye, but I'm very confident in what we're going to have. But let's talk about the Thursday night football game, and I, I'll let you take it because, like I said, it doesn't matter whether, whether I pick first or last. I have to be able to pick these games correctly. If I can start picking them correctly consistently, then we may have a competition on our hands. But for Thursday night football, Jacksonville, two, two wins in a row. New Orleans looks like they're kind of floundering. They've had to experiment with quarterbacks, and, and people are saying maybe Dennis Allen's time in New Orleans is up. Um, what are you thinking for this Thursday night football matchup? Uh, I'm a believer in Jacksonville. I love what ETN's doing for them. I think he has been such a big X factor in them winning ball games. I like look, look, you come off of a, a London win, obviously, and then look, the Colts are not what the Colts should be, especially now that Parsley Gardner Minshew is the quarterback um, the rest of the season with with Anthony Richardson injured. Like I, I believe in the Jaguars. I don't. I don't understand the minus one for the Saints. I really don't. Um, the only reason, especially without Derek Carr, possibly like, like Jameis Winston at quarterback, I, I'm hammering Jaguars. I, I am doing that 24/7, nine times out of ten, every day of the week. I, I, I do not believe in what New Orleans is doing. I think that their division has gotten better than them, so much better than them. And and for whatever reason, they just with with an opportunity with the door wide open to win your division. And with, with, with Tom Brady leaving and, 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 and all these other pieces gone, you have a chance to win it, and you're just falling apart. I don't believe them. I don't believe in them getting Jacksonville. I also have Jacksonville because I've ridden them for the past two weekends, and they, they've helped me out. So I'm picking the Jaguars because they look good, and I agree with you. The Saints should not be favored by a point, whether it's on the road or at home right now. Jacksonville looks like the better team. They look like they have the more solidified identity. Um, speaking about the NFC South, like I mentioned, the Falcons Bucks technically for number one in the division, especially depending on how Thursday night football goes. Falcons are favored by two and a half over the Buccaneers. Um, I in this one, it comes down to which quarterback do I favor a little bit more at, at this point. And Desmond Ritter, he's look, he's putting up numbers. He's proving to me that I should be starting him in fantasy football because I think he scores about 20 points a game in fantasy football. Does he win you football games? No, he doesn't. So in my mind, Baker Mayfield, it's a good comeback story. He looks good. I know that he studies film. It's at home. The Falcons being favored by two and a half at this point. It's it, The Buccaneers won a Super Bowl within the last five years. You can't tell me that Tampa Bay isn't liable to win this game. And for that reason, I, I'm picking Baker Mayfield and I'm picking Tampa Bay. Uh, shout out to our guys over at uh, Out of Your Falcon Mind. But I've tried to ride with your guys for the past two weeks. And it's totally come back and bit me in the ass. So I'm going with Tampa Bay at home, especially. I'm riding Tampa Bay also. I absolutely am. I, I look. Are the are the Falcons playing at home? No. No. So Desmond Desmond Ritter can only win home home football games. Obviously, he's. I think the record is like like he's he's undefeated at home through high school or something like that. Like like every game he started, like he's won he's won at home since high school. Uh, they're on the road. They're going into Tampa, which Baker Mayfield's done better. T- Tampa Bay has been a little interesting story because Mike Evans apparently he's been a little, little worrisome regarding drops and his after level and everything. But Tampa Bay still has a chance to win this division. They absolutely do. I think, in my opinion, I think they're the front runner to win the division currently. And 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 if it wasn't for the creepy problems that Atlanta has, I think they'd be. It's one and two. I think it's one and two. Um, I'm gonna ride Tampa as well. I like Baker. I like. I like what they're doing defensively as well. Like you said, the defense last year wasn't very good. Um, the offensive line, worthy enough. Ryan Jansen out for the year again. Um, looks a lot better than it did last year. And then also, defense looks like it's starting to get back to that Super Bowl form. So, give me the Bucks. 
We're both on Tampa Bay in that both, one. Both dogs, both underdogs too that we just took, which is well, wild. yeah. I, I don't wild. agree with the line, but then again, maybe they know something that we don't. That's that's why Vegas has the, the big shiny buildings, and that's why you know we're doing a, a show yeah, based a out of my parents' internet or YouTube my parents' music. basement. <laughs> um, moving forward, we have your Broncos Packers coming into Denver this week. They are favored by one. A uh, couple disappointing losses in a row for the Packers. I believe they're coming off their bye. Jordan Love hasn't looked great, but I, I don't know. I know that it is a good time. Yeah, I'm going with the Packers. I know. I'm sure because you're still fading the Broncos, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm not. I'm. 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 I'm a man of my word. I'm a man. I'm a man of man of good faith, and a man. A man of uh, uh, that does not go back on what he says. Give me the Packers. I'm not an idiot. This. This. I will say this. The Broncos' defense has looked better the last two weeks, okay? Better the last couple weeks since since the 70-point debacle. But all of a sudden, your defense looks halfway better. You hold the Chiefs under 20 points, and then your offense decides to fuck itself again. Yeah, I, I, if you haven't noticed, I'm just – I'm so over football and so over the Broncos. I, I, like I said, it's a, it's – you don't wear Broncos stuff in the city anymore. You don't. And and look, I will post next Tuesday when I'm at the banner ceremony of how the city has turned into a basketball town because it is, it is a 5.30 start game. Banner Res is at 5 o'clock. That building will be filled at fucking 3 o'clock. I guarantee it because that's how much the city wants a good team and loves its nuggets. This team, the city is hates this Broncos. The city, they're losing their city. They're losing their fucking city. And this team is one step away from, from trading everybody because Halloween is a week and a half from, from, from or a week from Monday, a week from, or Tuesday, whenever October 31st is. Yeah, a week from next Tuesday. So if you don't start making deals and you just keep everybody and don't try to trade people away, George Payne, you're gone. You're gone because you can't get rid of your head coach at this point. Your head coach, you're stuck with him for four years because you trade draft picks away. So George Payton, you're gone. Russell Wilson, we're going to buy you out. 82 million um and we're gonna go get drake may and, and go from there because this team needs a reset so so badly this team has a loser mentality a loser losing losing aura around the team that is just sick and tired of it and look for the, guy, and for the guy look for the guys that are good on this team the justin simmons in the world patrick Sertans in the world i hope they get better I hope they did because they deserve better. Justin Simmons was at the flag football um, championship tournament that I was at uh, the the girl the women's state championship game with with my cousin with our Battle West. He was there showing support because it was it was at the Broncos practice facility, so he was there. It was their off week. It was Saturday, obviously off week. Thursday they played on Saturday, so they had Sunday off. Um, he was there at facilities. Showed face. He's a great person in the community. Patrick Sertan, still a top corner in football, in my opinion. They deserve better. I deserve better because this team is just, just so so bad and just so just fucking not even worth five minutes of conversation, which I can't believe I just let myself do. We're both on the Packers. I think that the, they're 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 going to be able to do what they want to. Uh, for Sunday Night Football, I'm going to give you the first pick, and I'm going to fade whoever you pick. So between the Eagles and the Dolphins, now the Eagles obviously they were undefeated. They have their first loss of the season. The Dolphins went down 14 to Carolina only to come back and, and totally steamroll them. And obviously the Dolphins have a, a fresh spot in, in our collective mind with, with what happened in Denver. Who are you picking? What are, what are your thoughts on this one? And I'm going to fade whoever you pick. The biggest worrisome here for the Miami Dolphins is that the Philadelphia Eagles are, go are good at what, Jimmy? 
They're running, good at running the ball. Running the football. <laughs> and, and guess what Carolina did to go up 14-0? Run the football. Run the football. <laughs> that's that's where things get worrisome. I, give me the Eagles getting back on track. I I I, I look, I love I, I I am a fan of what the Dolphins are doing. I do like that team in top to bottom. Um, I think this, like you said, I, I think it's the game of the week. I really do think it's the game of the week. I think it's the most going to be the, the, high, the most highly contested game of the week. I think it's two teams that have very, very high hopes. Um, Dolphins, um, very, very tough. But right now, I still, like I said, I, I think the Eagles do not lose two in a row. That's that. That's where I'm bet, pointing this on, plain and simple. Dolphins are a good team. The Eagles are a better team, and they will not lose two in a row, plain and simple. I'm going to put it on the Dolphins offense. Uh, Jalen Carter was injured last week. I don't know if he's coming back this week, but even if he is, he he's susceptible. And the Miami offense, they have really good receivers. And Philadelphia has lost a lot of starting cornerbacks and receivers and safeties. So the fact that Miami has really good receivers and Philadelphia secondary is banged up, I'm fine. You You have the Eagles. I have the Dolphins. That'll probably be the only one that we're different on. Because then we're going to go to Monday night, and it's another one where it's like, why are these two, two, two teams playing again? Why is this in prime time? The Vikings, congratulations. Beat you Bears. beat the Bears. The Broncos beat the Bears. Congratulations. I heard with your words, with your girlfriend being a Minnesota fan, is all I'm going to say. So. She's sitting right outside. So, yeah, as we're recording care, this, careful your free words. But uh, I will say a couple things. The um, 49ers looked very, very vulnerable. And and I will give a massive massive kudos to the best defense in football right now, which is the Cleveland Browns. And 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 I find I find it very very hard to find a better defense right now than what Miles Garrett is doing and what Miles Garrett did to Trent Williams um, every single down. Uh, Miles Garrett looks like a man amongst boys. He made Trent Williams fall on his ass more than times than he can count. Um, and look, Brock Purdy. And look, look, we gave Brock Purdy a lot of praise, <laughs> a lot of praise. Um, when you lose Christian McCaffrey and when you lose Debo Samuel, all of a sudden, Thor without his hammer looks like a normal guy. <laughs> Funny enough, is all I'm gonna say. Um, I I think Run CMC will be back. I think I think um, I think Debo. That's the big question mark there. Um, but uh, when uh, when the Avengers only have uh, uh, Spider Man, you're facing when you're, when you're facing goddamn Thanos and Miles Garrett on the defensive side of football. Uh, Brock Purdy ain't gonna be able to do much. Is all I'm gonna say. Uh, that's the best uh, uh, comparison I can do. But uh, the Minnesota Vikings are not the Cleveland Browns, <laughs> and defensively at all. Uh, their offense, I think, could put up points with them. Uh, but that, that's if the San Francisco 49ers um, defense decides to fall apart, and they don't have Justin Jefferson. Kirk Cousins uh, apparently said he's not gonna waive his no trade clause. So he's going to be. You're yeah, he's been listening him. to Creed in the locker room. So, yeah, I can goodness. you take me high? I would not be surprised if Minnesota somehow pulled this off because of back-to-back games and San Francisco being banged up. Uh, but no, I'm giving. Give me your oh, 49ers. I was going to say, I hope that's your pick. No, we're on the, no, both on the 49ers. The only difference is Sunday Night Football. I agree with you. It's probably the best matchup. Uh, recap: We both have Jacksonville over the Saints. We both have Tampa Bay over the Buccaneers. We both have Green Bay over the Broncos. You have Philadelphia. I have Miami for Sunday Night Football, and then we both have the 49ers over the Vikings. Um, very vanilla, very similar to what each of us was going to pick, but I have to try and, and make sure my record doesn't look too bad by the end of the season. I, I, said, Jimmy, I, don't, I don't get this good of a record with, with, with just picking against you every week. I, 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 I go with what my gut's telling me. 
And you already had the three games. It's it's messing with my head. I'm trying to get the one game back. I do think that Miami over Philadelphia is not too far fetched at this point. Um, the other games that we talked about, yeah, it's it's pretty one sided. At least that's how I see it. Well, the slate um, is not great this weekend. Is all I'll say. The slate is. I I, I think the second best game of the weekend, and we did, I know we didn't pick this, but I think it's Baltimore Detroit. I I really do think that may be the second. I best hope game Detroit game. smacks the piss out of Baltimore. Detroit, man, Detroit, the five and one Detroit Lions, baby. How about that? They're, they're my family team because they're built on their offensive it. line. So that's the team that we root for as a family because the Broncos are obviously we can't root for them. So we root for I, Detroit as a family. I, I love it. I, like I said, I'll 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 raise my hand to be the Detroit. Like I said, we'll, 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 when it comes to playoffs, if the Bengals don't get their shit together and, and the Broncos obviously won't get their shit together, we'll be a Lions show. We'll root over the Lions to win the Super Bowl because we like little little cities that have never won anything being good. <laughs> Maybe we can get Eminem on the show. That's just wishful, wishful thinking, probably. Um, hopefully, everybody enjoyed episode 156 of the Farting on the Bench podcast. was a good one. We talked about a lot of different stuff. Make sure you check it out on either our YouTube channel, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, follow, subscribe, leave a five-star rating or review. Leave a like and a comment on YouTube. Um, and be sure to follow at Pod and at Variety underscore sports underscore. I'll be back, like I said, tomorrow live with Sunday Scaries and Top of the Mountain. Both those shows will be live Thursday, and then we'll have our regular shows coming up this week, and I will be back on Sunday night for Talking the Gridiron. Um, and Nico's going to make a Sunday Scaries appearance at some point. I, I know that we mentioned it. We He and I worked it out. Um, but anyways, got a lot of go- cool stuff coming up for the weekend. Anything else you want to send the people off for before we uh, let them go for the week, well, Nico? Before, before the season starts, the World Championship is still here in Denver. That's all I'm going to say. Before the season begins and the real season begins, because one of the real seasons have begun here in Denver, and that's that's on the ice in the puck with the, with the little game of puck that you and I are about to go watch, and then obviously uh, the best team in the world is back, and I cannot wait. We're gonna see how it shapes up. Be sure to follow, like I said, and we will see you guys. For myself, Jimmy Pilato, and my co-host Nico Bryant, episode one fifty six of Far and the Bench podcast. We will catch you guys next week. Peace. If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench.